I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 11 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about Al Sharpton's dumb plan to federalize policing. Al Sharpton has come up with a solution for the problem of the use of excessive force by cops. He wants a police monopoly. What a great idea, right? I mean, everybody knows that when you have a problem with an institution, the best solution is to monopolize it. Monopolies always serve the best interest of the people. It's brilliant. <sighs> Bless Al's little heart. He's like the strange uncle that shows up for family reunions. Everybody talks about him, but nobody really takes him seriously. But this whole nationalizing of the police, that is an idea I can actually see taking hold. For some misguided reason, a lot of Americans seem to think that central control in Washington, D.C. is the solution to every problem. It's really kind of strange. This obsession with government monopoly by people who spend an awful lot of time condemning monopolies. It's just weird. Sharpton first floated this idea right after a witness captured a North Charleston, South Carolina police officer shooting a fleeing suspect in the back and then apparently planting evidence. Al said, quote, there must be national policy and national law on policing. He went on and said, we can't go from state to state. We've got to have national law to protect people against these continued questions. End quote. Then the Reverend doubled down after the death of Freddie Gray while in police custody and the ensuing riots in Baltimore. This time he turned it into a state's rights issue. He said, quote, we need the Justice Department to step in and take over policing in this country. In the 20th century, they had to fight states' rights in to get the right to vote. We're going to have to fight states' rights in terms of closing down police cases. Unquote. Have you ever noticed that a lot of Al's quotes are kind of incoherent? But I guess you get the idea. So before we go any further and talk about why this is an absolutely horrible idea, we need to step back and consider the most important thing before pursuing any federal policy. That is, does the Constitution delegate the feds the power to act in this matter? And when it comes to policing, the answer is an emphatic no. This isn't even remotely debatable. 
The Constitution authorizes no federal authority over state and local policing. Zip. Zilch. Nada. In fact, police powers remain one of the few areas of authority still left by the federal courts unquestioningly to the states and the people under the Tenth Amendment. Okay, I can hear the wheels turning in some of your heads. You're thinking, ah, Meharry is dead wrong. The General Welfare Clause provides the legal authority for Sharpton's plan. Nice try, but James Madison disagrees. He made it clear that the phrase in Article 1, Section 8 only qualifies the enumerated powers connected to it. Madison said, With respect to the two words, general welfare, I have always regarded them as qualified by the detail of powers connected with them. To take them in a literal and unlimited sense would be a metamorphosis of the Constitution into a character which there is a host of proofs was not contemplated by its creators. So it's like this. The first phrase in Article 1, Section 8 establishes that the federal government can lay and collect taxes for the general welfare. That means for the good of all Americans, not just for some regional or sectional interest. But the federal government can't do that through any action it wants. It can only do it through the things on the list that follows. You will not find controlling state and local police among those delegated powers in Article 1, Section 8. Not that constitutional considerations ever factored into Sharpton's thinking. In Al's world, no problem exists that an application of federal power can't solve. Sharpton loves him a good monopoly. So let's consider this hypothetical scenario. Local grocery stores in several cities get caught cheating customers. Investigations reveal the markets sold tainted meat, peddled canned goods with expired sell-by dates, and misrepresented weights on packaging. To solve the problem, the powers that be transfer ownership of every grocery store in the United States to Walmart. This scenario roughly parallels Al Sharpton's proposed solution to policing problems. Any thinking person would immediately reject Walmart monopoly control over the grocery business as a solution to the problem of unscrupulous local grocers. Heck, I'd bet dollars to donuts that Al and his disciples would go apoplectic at the mere suggestion of such a scheme. Who in their right mind would trust big business to guard the interests of the people through an imposed monopoly environment? Of course, nobody would. So why do these same people trust monopoly big government? Sharpton's plan to centralize policing would almost certainly make the situation worse. It would take whatever evils exist at the state and local level and concentrate them at the federal level. The impulse to centralize control over everything through Washington, D.C. is rooted in this fallacious idea that the moral fiber and personal character of federal actors greatly exceeds that of their state and local counterparts. For some unfathomable reason, many Americans think the feds possess superior intelligence, stronger ethical frameworks, and selflessly set aside their own self-interest for the good of the country. What a crock. They don't. Uncle Sam's employees are just as selfish, just as greedy, just as racist, have the same lust for power, and the same raw political ambition as their state and local counterparts. 
swapping out multiple cop bosses across the country for one cop boss in Washington, D.C. does not guarantee better results. You only need to consider recent scandals involving DEA agents having sex parties paid for by drug lords and widespread reports of Secret Service malfeasance to understand that slapping the word federal in front of the words law enforcement agent doesn't magically create some kind of wonderful super cop who will tirelessly serve the people. And here's another dirty little secret. The federal government created the problem of overzealous militarized local cops in the first place. The feds hand out military weapons and billions of dollars in asset forfeiture and grant money to incentivize your local cops to serve as soldiers in the war on drugs and the war on terror. Thanks to the federal influence, far too many police officers view themselves as soldiers on the battlefield, not cops protecting their neighbors. Is it any wonder we've witnessed a huge increase in cops using excessive force and operating with this any means necessary mentality? We've turned serve and protect into command and control. So Sharpton is counting on the feds to solve a problem the feds created in the first place. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. The problem with centralizing power in a monopoly government system lies in the fact that you end up concentrating the most proficient political actors all in one place. You get the best of the power-hungry political players running the system. When it comes to the political class, the best doesn't mean best for you and me. It means the best at enriching and empowering the political class itself. Inevitably, monopoly government ends up run by the top sociopaths. As long as government power exists, the political class will abuse it. As Madison put it, the essence of government is power, and power, lodged as it must be in human hands, will ever be liable to abuse. So, what's the solution? Decentralization. Diluting power by spreading it out across as many hands as possible. While abuse of power will forever continue, it will have far less impact when it's limited to the local or state level. Concentrating power in the hands of a few in Washington, D.C. magnifies the abuse of power across the whole country. Al Sharpton and like-minded Americans play a fool's game. They feed the monster and unlock the gates. Instead, we should box it in and starve it to death. Monopoly might be a fun board game, but it makes for a pretty crappy system of government. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Mary Head. I really appreciate you listening. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast over at iTunes. And do me a favor, please spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10th amendmentcenter.com. That's michael.m-a-h-a-r-r-e-y at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.